On today's Sky's Falling Podcast, if you're a trade guy, boy oh boy, was it a goddamn week for you. Uh, we're going to recap the MLB trade deadline, all the pain me and Tommy went through, seeing uh, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, and Anthony Rizzo getting sell- sold off, thanks to Tom Ricketts' cheap ass. Um, the White Sox made some solid moves. Um, was, I mean, both both teams together, Cubs and Sox made a trade, so just a lot to talk about with that. Uh, the Blackhawks made a ton of trades this week as well. It's almost like they stole the show a little bit. Um, and then uh, the Chicago Bulls are so back, drafting Io DeSumo out of Illinois. Uh, if you if you know, you know. Uh, me and Tommy, big Io guys, been like dreaming of it um, for like the last like four months. Uh, so a lot to talk about that. And free agency starts tomorrow. To yeah, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, as in Monday, uh, maybe today, if you're listening late Sunday night. Anyway, a lot to talk about that. And then Bears training camp started this week. Andy Dalton's beard it is cool and fucking tough. I'm just going to say that much right now. Um, so, yeah, lots to talk about. Big show coming up. I'm excited, uh, despite how sad I am. So, as always, the Sky's Fun Podcast brought to you by ontapsportsnet.com. Head on over to your Chicago sports needs. We're also brought to you by... Um, Pet River Sportsbook drew, drew a blank there. Sorry, guys. Um, Illinois betters can use promo code ONTAP at registration to receive a first deposit match up to 250 bucks. That's free money to bet with, folks. So uh, go sign up, get your first month's rent on us. And then uh, you can follow the podcast at Skies Falling Pod on Twitter and These Guys Falling Pod on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on tap and Tommy at official underscore T long and Josh at on tap. Josh, no Sean this week uh, again, but uh, hopefully we see him soon. Um, but yeah, sir. T Oliver long. Oof, man. I don't even have anything funny to say. Let's just start the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Sky is Falling, a Chicago sports podcast brought to you by ONTAPSportsNet.com. Cody, Tommy, and Sean talk Bulls, Cubs, Blackhawks, Bears, Illinois College Sports, and even the damn White Sox. Plus, these guys are all degenerate gamblers, and they know how to have a good time. So crack them, kids, because The Sky is Falling podcast starts now. Welcome into the Sky's Falling Podcast, episode 99. Tommy, Josh, fellas. Uh, before we get to the sports, I just want to say it's, a beautiful, it's actually a beautiful weekend. Uh, after a couple, like last week when Tommy helped me move, it was the hottest weekend of the year. I wish we would have waited one more yeah, weekend to call, move. Dickhead. Uh, well, it wasn't me, it was Cassidy. She was all about moving last weekend. Um, call, and dickhead. I didn't realize that until I came back from my work so I'm putting it all on her. Um, she can probably hear me in our bedroom right now and go on her eyes, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I wish we would have moved uh, this weekend instead because, holy shit, it's beautiful out here in the city of Chicago today on the north side. Um, yeah, that was about the only good thing about the weekend if you want to consider all of my pain from the Chicago Cubs, um, which we're going to talk about. But, fellas, how was, how was the weekend overall? We're living, boys. We're just alive. <laughs> We're just alive. I'm going to be honest with you. There's nothing too crazy about the weekend. Um, however, I did make some fire Italian paninis uh, that were a huge hit. So, Chef mm-hmm. Josh is in the room. Um, 
other than that, not much, man. Not much. Just a lot of sports. A lot of sports. Yeah, yeah man. Well, that's good. Glad to hear you had a good weekend, Tommy. Um, I'm sure you're in the same boat as me. Uh, um, I haven't had human contact since the deadline. So, uh, like, I'm not even kidding. I like the first human contact I had was at the drive-through. Mm-hmm. I was just at a McDonald's. What'd you get at McDonald's? Uh, McDouble, McChicken, um, small fry. Mm. Classic McDicks. All yeah. of it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, is tough. We're going to talk all about the deadline. I think we want to start with kind of the smaller stuff first because I think yeah. we're going to talk a yep, ton yep, yep. about the deadline for both. Uh, well, yeah, for both the Cubs and White Sox, and then also uh, the Blackhawks making some moves this week. So um, let's start with um, the Bulls, um, which is weird. It's Woo-hoo. freaking August 1st, and we're starting with the NBA. But uh, Io. Io DeSumo, the Big Ten Player of the Year, baby, coming to Chicago, coming home, brother. I am fucking excited. It was honestly, so, it, it, it was the one thing that salvaged the night that Anthony oh, Rizzo got. Without a doubt. It salvaged the night. I was like dead inside, like like laying on my couch. The next thing I know, the second round's beginning, and Io DeSumo is still available. And like the Bulls are eight picks away. And I'm just like, I'm just refreshing, waiting for Woj and, and Shams to just like come through, like with their tweets. I'm just refresh, refresh, refresh. Just like, I'm believe, I'm like praying, like salvage the night, salvage some of the night, man. Come on. And then it happened, brother. It was awesome. Yeah. I was, I, the only reason I was really tuning into the draft was to watch and see where he would land, assuming it'd be between like 12 and 20 or 15 and 25, something like that. That's what the expectations were. Yeah. And then all these just European guys and big 12 guys that fucking suck at basketball were going ahead of him. And I'm like, you guys are getting fleeced right now, but whatever do you. And then uh, I saw Daniel Greberg. He had tweeted out something from Woj saying, look, 36 and 37. Don't know who those picks are, but they're not. They're not Io DeSumo. And then he tweeted, <laughs> and I saw Woj with the with the refresh. Bulls intend on selecting Io DeSumo, point guard, Illinois. Hell yeah, pick number baby. 38. It was, without a doubt, the just – I my soul literally needed it. My soul literally well, needed so it. So me and you talked about it on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and we're like, what if the, we're, we're like, what if the Bulls traded up? Yeah. As in traded up to like the end of the lottery or the middle round picks. Yeah. We thought they legit were going to have to trade into the first round. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe that he fell that far. I mean, I would have believed it last year. A lot of people thought he was a second round yeah. pick last year. Um, but there must have been something at the at the combine yeah. for, for him to slip and fall. Um, if I had to guess, it would probably it was probably his perimeter shooting, even though it did improve in his junior year. It was still not what you'd see for someone who handles that the ball as much. And, and he's for, not for like, and he's not like the most athletic guy in the world either. I mean, he's an athlete; he can get up there and dunk the ball. I don't know if he's ever going to be like dunking the ball on on people, but like he he can he can dunk the ball. Um, but as he's, far as he, yeah, he's not like an eighty twenty guy though. Like yeah, he's a, by that I mean like he'll have two or three really incredible tools. Yeah, and just be okay for him. He's more like he's just pretty good at everything. Nothing like right. outstanding. 
He but, is going to be like he's kind of like how I view like Fred Van Fleet for the Raptors. I feel like potentially like just yep. a solid guard who one day will probably get overpaid by some team. I don't know if he'll be the Bulls. He's, he's like, getting paid. He signed. Yeah. yeah he's going to get cares, old, like if he if he plays well for the Bulls and whatever role like and I think he's probably going to be the third string point guard off the bench at this point, depending on what they do with Devon Dotson, I, I'm not sure. But he just um, yeah, I think he's going to come back because he's got the qualifying offer. But yeah, yep. right. But if the rumors are true about Lonzo Ball signing like a four year, eighty million dollar deal, which was on on Tap Sportsnet today, head on over there and read that from uh, our guy Buzz. Um, and then also Derrick Rose is has shown interest in coming back to the Bulls as well. Like you get those two guys, and then you have Io as your third string, kind of learning. Learning off, like learning about the the NBA game from those two guys. God, the Bulls are going to be fun, man. And it kind of like helps. It, it like I, I tweeted a couple, like earlier. I'm like, sports taketh and giveth, and the Cubs are going to be in this phase of I don't know what the fuck for maybe a year, possibly two. Um, and the Bulls are trending up, brother, and. As much as I want the Cubs to be good every year, it is kind of nice to know that the Bulls are on their way to finally being back. Do you, you remember Zachary and Vucevic and just? Do you remember how ride or died I was for a shot for Doug McDermott? Yes, <laughs> I think a lot of people were. Like, <laughs> no, you don't even understand. Like, me and him were living. It was the Cody- 2.0, brother. We, yeah. Me and Cody were living together, and I'm like, listen, boys. Just we're set. Like, just get there. Get get the get the mantle ready for the championships. Like, we're gonna be set for the next decade with Doug McDermott. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I'm gonna be absolutely poisonous with how amped up I'm gonna be riding Io Sumo. Even if he's on the bench, and yeah. he, you get he, we get 60 DNPs next year. Coach's decision. Don't yeah. care. Yeah. Put his no, put, put his jersey in the Raptors at the Hell UC. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother! I completely agree. Well, I don't. I don't think he's gonna get sixty DMPs. I I might believe it if he would have been like young, like a freshman or sophomore. But this guy's an experienced guy, like an experienced college basketball player. He knows how to play the game. I think. I think he he might get some big minutes. Actually, he's six five. Like they don't have to play him at point guard. They can play him at the two or the three. We saw it at Illinois, man. He can be as versatile as they come. And you know what they say about AK, man? He finds him in the second round. Maybe Io is 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 that guy. Like I sound like a giant Illinois homer here, but like I'm just saying, man. Like he, I Look, think it's, he, it's, I think he's ready know. to go. I think he's ready for the NBA game. He's obviously it's going to be a transition, and he's going to hit a rookie wall at some point. But I think he, I think he's going to be in the lineup playing. You know, like if not in the first month, but within the first two months, two or three months, I think of the, of next season. I, I, I really do. Well, yeah. I mean, he'll get minutes no matter what, just because of the, the way they uh, are monitoring minutes and, and how much space you take up on the floor. That's a big That's thing. True. So he's going to get, he's going to get minutes. And I think he's a little bit bigger than Devin Dotson too. So I think his heart on defense is going to help him out a lot. Of, yeah. Excuse me. Length on defense is going to help him out quite a bit as far as getting minutes. Mm-hmm. As far as significant minutes though, I don't know. I mean, I, I, Devin Dotson was okay last year, but I think the qualifying offer, he, he would get paid qu- like a significant more amount, and I is just it, don't know. Is he not on like a regular rookie deal? Devin Dotson? Know. No, no, you don't get like those restricted. You don't get like the restricted years. He's still a restricted free agent, uh, but like we, yeah, so it's... Anyway, I don't know so anything about his contract, so... Yeah, so... um 
with the Lowry offer. So it's going to happen with Lowry. He's going to end up signing a five-year deal, and we're going to trade him away for you know a bucket of basketballs or you know fucking whatever. Who cares? Yeah. RIP. Not going to miss you. Um, yeah. But as far as as far as the IU and the Minnesota look, it it's a long season. Um, depth is going to be key for a long long stretch of those games. Hmm. Um, and next year's it's time to win. If we don't win next year, we're losing. We're losing Zach. Point blank. He's not going to sign an extension before the end of the year. We're going to lose him if we, if we lose. So yeah. time to heart. Time to start winning. And if if not, then. Who knows? Maybe Io's the face of uh, a two or three year little rebuild. I I hope you're very wrong about that, man. <laughs> I hope. No, that I'm not. Team, no, I'm not yeah, saying. I, know, I didn't. I didn't I say that I, as. I did not say that as a prediction. I, know, I just said I know, if we I lose, so I can't be right or wrong. You're right. You're right. I'm just saying. Right. If that's the case, we're gonna lose Levine. We're gonna overpay Vooch for a year, mm. and then we'll have him and Patty Williams in in Io Sumo. Yeah. As no, a. I, uh, I, I, Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. Sorry. As a, a fair weather Bulls fan here, um, sure. I just i I can't help but think about like just the big picture as far as the past couple years have gone. What what AK and Eversley have done. Like, oh. I'm be honest with you. I really feel like Garpax would have messed up this this AO. Oh, yeah. I, I like they they would have been like AO's on the board. Oh, there's got to be a re like they would have found a way to ruin it. Um, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I don't know how I feel about the Lonzo thing. I just I don't know. I'm not there. I'm I'm not in, I'm, that, in that camp. But I'm I will so... say. Go ahead. The, okay, here, here's what here's. I'm just gonna comment one thing about the Lonzo thing. The fact that my chances of meeting his dad went from like zero 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 one percent to like zero zero one percent because he might go to Chicago because he's gonna be with the Bulls. Oh, makes it all worth it. <laughs> That's what a, a way point. to spin zone it. What a way to spin zone it. Uh, uh, that's a fair point. I, I think, think Lonzo like, is a good move just based off the, the Bulls really need a point guard depth. And I didn't mean Josh, that. give your point. Josh, no, give your but, point. No, we but, keep cucking you. That's that's what I'm saying though. That's why I'm not there yet. Like yeah. I, I feel like you're you're banking on or you're banking these guards for mm. what? Because you think you're losing Levine? Like it, it, I'm just trying to figure out what the angle is. I'm loading um, up on all these guards. No, I don't. You, I don't Kobe White. Yeah, I well, I don't think it is in like. Are you saying like are you, are you mean we're signing Lonzo in? I think because we won't retain Zach. Is that what you're? Yeah, you're like I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why you need to add another guard. Like, well, because I think what we're doing is they want the Lonzo Ball is an on the ball point guard. And Zach and Kobe both have been very su- successful off the ball, uh, especially in sports last year. Kobe, would, where he was just going off, it was out of the catch and shoot positions, not off the dribble. And Lonzo is a very good facilitator who can penetrate and then create space. And he had a lot of success with New Orleans, where he was either throwing off, off pick and pops with what, whatever fucking Europeans they got down there in New Orleans. Or he's, he, he's dumping it down to Zion down low, where he can create space in the paint and get to the get to the rim. And I think that's what they're hoping to do with Vucevic, who has a more flexible pick and pop situation or pick and roll, and then he can penetrate and get the ball out to Kobe uh, or Levine or Io or you know whoever. I don't think it. I mean, I don't know what Sabanovic maybe pick and pop guys. He's incredibly skinny. 
So I don't think he's going to be getting in the lane very often. But I think this is more of not alleviate the pain for when Zach leaves. I think it's more of maximize Zach's time while he's here and maybe help his considerations for staying for another contract at the conclusion of this contract. I think that's right. fair. I think because if you now that I think about it, like if Zach wasn't scoring 45 points a game, they were losing by yeah. 20. So yeah, yeah. I feel like if you can relieve some of the pressure of Levine by adding a, a ball, um, I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think that does make him stay. Thanks for talking me I, through that, Tommy. I well, appreciate and, that. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I am the biggest hot or cold Bulls fan. By that, I mean, uh, like, I'll always be supportive, but I'm either going to be real happy or fucking real pissed off. Cody can attest <laughs> to this through all our years of friendship. I either love them or I fucking hate them. Yeah. Um, as soon as things get cold here, I'm like, I'll ride or die with Io and and Marco and and and, and Pat Williams. But it, like, unless you're an OG drafted by by the team, I'm gonna be like, just trade them all. Well, I think if they sign Lonzo and potentially Derek Rose to go with Io, and then maybe go get another big man to just be depth off the bench. I think that the Bulls are going to make the playoffs next year what, what and, number? and be a threat in the East. What number? What, what number, number Lonzo going to wear? Is it three? What, what, what are you wearing? I don't know what he wore in know. New Orleans, to be honest. I thought he was with two. I thought he was two in LA. Was he two in New Orleans? Maybe. Cody but, White, zero. And Zach Levine is like seven or nine. I yeah. You know, nine Levine is Pat is Williams. Levine is eight. Yeah. So, he wears eight for Kobe. Eleven bad. is Dotson, I think. Um, because yeah. all the IO ads had him. Where's eleven? Because didn't he wear eleven at Illinois? Yeah, but Dotson's already on the team and has eleven. Uh, That's why all those yeah. edits were fucked up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But and then number one gonna be occupied by Derek Rose when he resigns with the Chuck. Oh, oh yeah. I promise you. I absolutely promise you, if the Bulls re-sign Derek Rose. That team is going to make the playoffs because he's just he, if we sign Lonzo Paul and Derek Rose. Derek Rose oh, took the Knicks from like an like a, like a subpar bottom of the East type team to literally like the four seed. Like mm -hmm. I know it's the East, but like he put that team on his back and they they made the playoffs. It, like at a, in a high God, seat, dude, so. it was literally there were stretches at the end of the year where it was like fringe, like they may or may not um, get it. And it was literally him dragging fat ass Kevin Knox down the court <laughs> and fucking Julius Randall and all those like the like uh, who's the left handed rookie from or second year guy out of Duke. Um, oh, uh, R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett, where it was like those guys are just hitting the side of the backboard and you see rose just like bending over exhausted because he's like holy fuck these guys fucking suck and then he would have to just go off for like 14 unanswered by himself and yeah. it, i mean it was awesome to see because you don't you didn't you, we haven't seen highlight d rose in at least three four years he played and, really well in that and it was highlight d rose yeah he wasn't putting his elbow on the rim but guess what he was getting <laughs> to the goddamn rim hitting yeah. jumpers hitting the step back the oh, signature yeah. step back where it's just ice in the veins if they sign a man we're get. i'm going to the first home game i'm, I'm going i don't you, care how you, much you'd have is, to you'd have to assume he'd wear one right 
I mean, you yeah, have to assume he has he, like he has. To, I've been I've been saying for years that they need to retire their jersey. Like mm. he only he can wear number one in yeah. the Bulls uniform. Only him. So um, we're losing on tap Josh here for this Internet. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's like those TikToks with the load bar. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, other basketball news. George G. Pashan is Vili. Do you see what he's doing? Uh, th- isn't he going to uh, work out with the Lakers? He signed with the Nuggets. Oh, and will be nuggets. playing in their G League. It was between him and the him and the him and the Lakers. He's on with the Nuggets. I got He's going to be in their know. G League next year. So I don't know if Josh knows that he isn't here. Maybe maybe he is. I have no idea. Text him in the I'm, group chat. But hey, I'm, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep talking basketball real quick. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> Georgie Pashan is really signing, and there was a moment la- um, by last season. I mean, the season that there was no tournament because of COVID the beginning of the year, everyone talked about in uh, fall camp, like, Oh man, Georgie, he's got range. Now he's got range. He can stay, he can hit the jump shot. He can hit that corner three. And then what he do, he made one out of 30. And then last year he hit a couple, but he went cold in the beginning, never really did that. And I think, with Bull Bull being moved up to the NBA team full-time, that'll give Georgie plenty of minutes in the G League and just creates that European 36 vowels in your name pipeline that the Nuggets have, and they're just going to keep pushing him in. And maybe once he gets to the you know, to the NBA roster, he can learn from learn from uh, Jokic and Bull Bull and uh, yeah. have a sustainable career in the NBA. I think... I, you know, I think he has a legitimate shot at having just as long as a career as as Io if he can develop a um, more one more muscle and a, an actual jump shot. Yeah, no, I uh, I completely agree. Um, as Josh's internet still is not working out, but uh, I'm going to remove him again until it gets fixed. But uh, yeah, no, I I'm Georgie's just going to be a guy that. I'm going to root for and see yeah. see what happens. I, I never thought he was going to get a chance in the NBA, but hey, uh, I guess, you know. This, you know. Especially it, before Kofi. Like, yeah. that was the thing. Like, I never thought that would happen. Um, But, uh, you know, what do I mean, what do I shit, know? 20 years ago, Kofi Cockburn would have been the first overall pick. People love those 300-pound <laughs> those oh, yeah. centers, you know, and he would have right. been he would have been drafted by the – you know, the fucking Spurs and him and him and him and Duncan tearing up the league. Right. No, I completely agree. Um, any other basketball stuff, man? We we talked this is the most basketball we've talked in some time. No. I'm excited for free agency tomorrow to see who if the Bulls I I will say this. If they get Dennis Schroeder instead of Lonzo Ball, I will be pissed. Those are all fake, right? Those they those tweets where it was like Schroeder's it was Schroeder. Interested in four year, hundred twenty million. Millions. Yeah, and then I five saw year, like hundred million. Yeah, f- yeah. like a ridiculous. I'm like, if we pay that German piece of shit point guard instead of paying <laughs> Derrick Rose and Lonzo Ball, then fuck me. Because this, I was like, this is that that that's a Gar Pax move. Paying yeah. Dennis Schroeder. Look, Dennis Schroeder Schro- Schro- could ball. Um, yeah. but uh, n- n- no, no thanks. Yeah. I see Josh's picture now. Are are you back, buddy? Ah, oh, man, he is. He is. I don't. He is not back. He's just moving very, very slowly. 
Um, um, other uh, basketball news, real quick though. Andre Curbelo yeah. projected to be um, drafted in the end of the first round, uh, late second round, and uh, early, way too early mock drafts um, for the NBA. But uh, yeah, I, I expect him if he can figure out his shooting. Like if he has a great year shooting, if he goes off next life, year, fuck it. First yeah, round, he, early first round. Yeah. Oh yeah. He has all the tools as like a, like a point guard, but if he can figure out if he can move his shooting stroke out to like outside the free throw line, mm-hmm. like he can be really, really good. Yep. So, yep. Um, and I think, all right. I, I think actually in three weeks, they announced the schedule too. For Illinois oh, basketball. Really? Yeah. Nice. At least the, the conference schedule. Right. So. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's move to football. Um, speaking of football, when has Illinois football schedule came out yet? Uh, I believe I would so. assume so. Doesn't it, it start in like a month? Uh, yeah, it starts on the Don't 28th they? against Nebraska. Don't they play Nebraska? Yeah, they play Nebraska. Yep. And then we get the U- we get UTSA and then Virginia. And then a lot of uh, Big Ten schools play Charlotte. Look, I don't have any expectations this year, which sucks because, I mean, I was so hyped hyped up when we got Isaiah Williams and mm-hmm. and, and uh, what's in them like Sean Sean King like Kingston or whatever. And this not Sean Kingston, Jesus Christ, whoever <laughs> whoever the, the linebacker <laughs> athlete position was. But I guess supposedly we're moving Isaiah Williams over to wide receiver. I. That sucks because he was such an electric factory at quarterback. Yeah, he only had seven pass attempts that game he started, and he ran for 300 yards at the Illinois rushing record at quarterback um, in, in, an, in an effort that we lost. But COVID year doesn't count. Uh, new coach. Uh, again, I, my, what are your expectations for Illinois football? Best case scenario? Uh, six I, and six, hopefully. Uh, I was fired <laughs> up when we got six and six, six months. <laughs> Yeah, like that's I was, what I'm I was amped up like we just got invited to the playoff. <laughs> yeah, I know, just, right? Just I mean, with this year, my expectations are win all your non conference games. They should yeah. be cupcakes, but they never are with this team. And yeah. win one or two conference games. Yep. That's it. You guys wins. are afraid to play Eastern because you know you'll get beat. Yep. Just yep. Just be be formidable, and with right. we got we got a coach that knows where the factory of white boys is. He's former coach of Wisconsin. He knows where that factory is. He's gonna go build himself one here in Central Illinois, and we'll be our own factory in in three to four years. But I think yeah. I think we fired Lovey, and I think that was a bad firing. I really like Lovey as our coach, uh, because what do you expect for this program? But you know. Who, what the fuck do I know? Just been a fan of the team forever and not uh, the AD for, for six years, even though the AD cares more about basketball yeah, than football. That's fine. You got to pick one of them. There's a lot of schools that are either basketball. Yeah, even though the, he did he did raise like $3 million for the new uh, gym and facility for strictly the football team. But I got you. whatever. Um, Josh, it looks like you're back, man. Uh, I don't know what's I'm going back. on with the internet. All right. Well, I'm glad to see uh, you yeah, back. I, you're... I don't know. Go... They, oh, they, I think it. Oh I think they God. Knew, I think I think they knew that uh, we were talking basketball. So yeah. Hey, yeah. Josh, do you have a college team? Do you root for a college team? Um, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. For a little while, because my brother was associated, I was a KU fan. Uh since then, not really. Just basketball. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, KU football is garbage. Are you kidding? Yeah, K- <laughs> KU football is like historically bad. Yeah, yeah they're like they, they, they just chose a side, man. They're like, we're gonna be a basketball school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yep. all right, well, let's move to the pro side of football. Uh, the Chicago Bears, uh, training camp started this past week. Like I said in the intro, Andy Dalton's beard's looking magnificent. Told me and Tommy talked about it at work mm-hmm. the other day. Um, there's shockingly enough, there's a lot of good things coming out about Andy Dalton from camp, like. Like there was a highlight the Bears tweeted out of like Andy Dalton just making like a fifty yard bomb down the mm-hmm. field, probably to either Darnell Mooney or someone I don't fucking know, but uh, I don't know because and I'm excited about it because, like I said months ago, like I'm on the path of letting Justin Fields sit for a year. I understand if you want Justin Fields to start Week One, but I I, I think he if he if he sits for a year, I think that's more beneficial for the, the long term, but. If you can get one really good year out of Andy Dalton and contend, maybe make the wild card, I'm okay with that, I, with the expectations know, of this team. You know, I kind of – do you remember, like, <laughs> the couple episodes after the draft, I said the only reason I think um, Justin Fields should start is because you can show Allen Robinson – what he'd be missing out on if he left. I have done a 180 on that. Okay. Now, and I've spoken mostly with the same thing. I keep Andy Dalton, no reason to just blow up on the launch pad and put Justin in there and get burned right away. Let him learn how to be a professional athlete. Let him learn how to be a quarterback and go through the daily process of, you know, game tape and lifting and preparation and, and, and game planning and then leave the the three hours on the field to Dalton until next year or the very end of the season. I've done a 180. I think putting Dalton out on the field, no matter what happens, then we can go to AR if we haven't signed him, if we need to skim a few bucks off and try and sign him to a deal. But, okay, you you saw what he did in practice. You saw Fields doing practice. He's, he's going to be all yours mm-hmm. for the next three, four years of this length of this deal. He's all yours if you come back. So that yeah. might be a little more enticing. Um, apparently, Robert Quinn looks like he's healthy. That's it. That Those are the only reports I'm seeing. Um, yeah. He's doing the right thing. He's not talking shit like a lot of people do, saying he's not going to prove the haters wrong. He's like, look, I sucked. He admitted it. He admitted <laughs> it. He's like, I was terrible last year. He didn't yeah. use the excuses, the injury as, as an excuse. Mm-hmm. But it was. But also, he was terrible. All we did was bitch and moan about him. Seemingly so, because he set Mac up for failure. Everyone talks about Mac's low numbers. Well, guess what? He got double teamed more than any other player in the history of the league last year. Why? Because it you had we had a ghost on the other end of the field. We had a fucking paper bag at the other side of the field. Yep. Well, but guess what? We have Eddie Goldman coming back. We got Bilal Nichols in a in a pay year, meaning. Uh, guess what? We're probably not going to be able to afford you. You better ball out. So someone else can pay it. But while you're here, go and ball out. Uh, on a rookie deal, help out a little bit. The Law Nichols played a little bit, but yeah, I, I totally, he's going to go off this year because guess what? He's not going to have to play nose guard because Eddie Golden's here, so he's yeah. going to put up even better numbers. But I just, I really, I, I we're going to have to invest in our cornerbacks because Desmond Trufant, oh boy, and 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 K- Kindle Vidor, Vil, Vildor, yeah. Vildor, yeah. Uh, we better get pressure on the QB because our quarterbacks, our cornerback situation, 
outside of Jalen Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's going to get rough, and the, a lot of slot wide receivers are going to take advantage of us. Um, right. I think Eddie Jackson's going to have a bounce back year. I guess he was okay last year. He he, he needs to. We Didn't have any him. big plays last year, but he also yeah. never got. Just didn't get burned last year. He was just kind of out there. He was yeah. kind of out there. Um, but yeah, a lot of it, I think our expectations this year are reasonable to say nine wins. Is that reasonable? Yeah. Especially with, especially with uh, the running back situation. Uh, you know, I mean, it, how do you want them to split up touches? Would you prefer twenty carries a game? Um, for the running backs, yeah, I want, I want. David Montgomery to get 20 touches a game out of the backfield. And I think he can be utilized in the passing game as well. He showed that in the second half of last year too. Um, from what I've read, I guess they're running the same type of offense that they're running in the second half of the year. Uh, once Trubisky got put back in the back under center, I think that that um, is good. Is good. You know, Andy Dalton's not as mobile as Mitch Trubisky was, but he also isn't a statue like Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, I mean, it's better than what they were trying to run when Nick Foles was in the game, man. So the, at this point, you know, I, I I like the idea of you know trying to run the same type of offense. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it all I think it's I think they're going to run the lot, the ball a lot more than what we might think. And I know Matt Nagy has burned us a lot on that. Yeah, but if he wants to keep his goddamn job, man, he they got to run the ball more, and they got to do it, it like on it's a interesting. Basis. It's interesting what he said, um, because I think that was in an interview with whoever the football, the, whoever the Bears guy is for six seventy. The score Mark said, um, "I would love to give Montgomery the ball ten. I'm saying ten as just an, I think he said, you know, whatever the number was is ten ten times to end the game mm-hmm. and get him twenty touches. It's like well." You know, that's all well and good. But the reason we were getting burned last year is because we weren't running the ball and weren't calling the correct run plays, as in we're not doing fucking end-around tosses to wide receivers. We need to run the ball early in the game and just pummel the defense, just beat the shit out of them. And that way, at the end of the game, when they're all, all, all tired and burned out and beat up, Guess what? That way we can get a we can burn them down the field with a long fly route, or we can run the ball up the gut with David Montgomery and get instead of getting three, four, five yards, we're going to get six, seven, or eight yards. That's how you win a football game. Yeah, not not just playing uh, air raid offense for three and a half quarters and being like, oh, we're up forty nine seven. Here you go, David. Here's twenty straight carries in the game. No, yeah, it's it, it, it's 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 going to be equitable as far as run pass uh, and having Tariq Cohen uh, and, and with some more gadget and seeing Robinson in the slot and getting Darnell Mooney outside and down the field. That's how we're going to win football games. Control the ball, keep the defense fresh. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And it all, to me, it all, it all starts with how you run the ball, man. So, um, you know, I it, it's a little refreshing just being able to go into the into the season and just not really have a ton of expectations and just gaze over fucking Justin Fields making throws. Look at look listen to how you're speaking. Listen to how you're speaking. Remember where we were at in the middle of January 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unforgivable. Like, <laughs> Unforgivable <laughs> is the word we were using. Yeah, we were we thought that this team was just an absolute And then they, then then we're like, you know what? They're going to do something. We'll be back in and they fucking did it. Yeah. They fucking got they us. Did, we're back yeah. in and it's August. Yeah. It does. I guess we can talk about this too. Aaron Rodgers officially coming back oh, to Green my Bay. Oh god. Can it's, I tell uh, you? Can I tell you? What I did after the Anthony Rizzo trade? What what did what did you do? I just sat I laid down in bed and watched the Aaron Rodgers interview for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> now, like that's the best spin zone because he's coming back, but like he came back, yeah. went to like literally on his employer's property, <laughs> sat at, stood at the podium and told or, or not told, but bitched about the entire organization that he is employed by. And my God, that was the day. That was the day that I became an Aaron Rodgers fan. Man. He just, the day that I became an Aaron Rodgers he just, fan. He just that. knocked on his boss's front door, set up shop, and just get, spent half an hour shitting on his front porch. <laughs> like that's like that's that like that's how I want like that's like the dream, isn't it? To be he was able pulling to just... out receipts from ten years ago. I know. <laughs> he talked about how the, he listed all the players that like the Packers like treated badly. He like, was listing off players that retired in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just was like, he just whipped his dick out, yeah. threw it on the podium, and was like, "Fuck you guys!" But hey, I'm here to pay uh, to play, and I'm here mm-hmm. to to earn my paycheck. Um, I will say this, uh, everyone calling it like the last dance. I know that cuck oh. Nagler selling that fucking shirt. Fuck him. It dude. is it is nowhere near what what it what the last dance was for the Bulls. Um, because A, only one ring, and B, Devontae Adams doesn't Don't even have even a ring. Have one. So fuck you, Green Bay. Fuck the entire state of Wisconsin. Um, the only and thing good what? about the state of Wisconsin is cheese and beer. And That's guess it. what? You're not only are you losing Rodgers, and I'll get into my thoughts on the Rodgers contract here in about 10 seconds. Right. Devontae Adams, he's going to be gone too. Yeah. You th- he's like, he wants the fuck out. He's like, you're not going to pay me? Mm-hmm. You're not going to have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback? <laughs> bye, <laughs> bye, bitch. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Maybe, I'm maybe, getting the fuck maybe, out. Maybe, maybe the Bears will pay him. I don't know. <laughs> but but as far as the Rodgers contract, and I, I think I kind of explained – the 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 levers and, and the pulleys of the the contract how they'll set it up um it doesn't you can't guarantee someone a trade right in a contract you can't be like okay you know after the season we'll have you under contract but then we'll trade you mm-hmm. it, they can't work like that so what a lot of times what will happen is it's not always public but a lot of teams do it um, as they'll set up uh you see like roster bonuses Schefter tweet that out like oh so and so get a million dollars today as long as he's on a team and a lot of players have that most players have that in their contract um and that's when you see a lot of cut dates happen you see them get cuts it saves the team then guess what they re-sign them in in 12 hours because it saves the team money on the roster bonus mm-hmm. they can put in i'm guessing a roster bonus for aaron Rodgers that is so fucking stupid that they'll have to trade him to get him out of it because it'll one void the roster bonus to put him in another uniform where he'll sign another deal. Uh, and like, like, so for example, let's say his roster bonus is May 1st, 2022. And it's for $70 million. Obviously there's no salary limit cap limit per player. You can pay a player, whatever you want. It's all about 
you know, as a team. But if they 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 can't afford paying him seventy million, so what are they going to do? They'll trade him so it'll mm-hmm. avoid that bonus and put him on another roster. Um, and and kind of a third gift of this too is seeing Broncos fans that are upset that they don't have him. <laughs> it's like yeah. you got your Super Bowl ring, like yeah. you were gifted Peyton Manning. Right, you don't yeah, yeah. like fuck yourselves. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> right, like you don't get gifted. You were literally gifted because your own your GM is friends with a guy. Mm-hmm. You were gifted a Hall of Fame quarterback. I agree, I completely agree, man. Um, yeah, you know, my last thing on Aaron Rodgers is, uh, I think with him coming back, I think the Packers for sure going to be. They're probably going to win the division. Mm-hmm. Um, they pretty much got the same team. Um, and you know, even, that, even and that's really all I got. Even it. while they win, though, I'm gonna be smiling because it's like it's the last year, the last time, buddy. Yeah, you, you just this one last time. No more of this bullshit, dude. First, Bear, Bears, Packers at Soldier Field. I'm obviously the Packers will be favorites, but like whatever the spread is, are you going to take the, the, the Packers in that just because like Aaron Rodgers knows this is his last game at Soldier um, Field where he has I think, dominated his I entire think, career? I think Rodgers is going to want to not only bury the knife, but he's going to want to twist it in us on his way out. Yeah. So I, as I've said before, the worst moment as a Bears fan for me, take out the double doink, was the game on Sunday night football where we were losing 42 to seven at halftime. And Rogers was literally laughing as he threw his sixth touchdown of the first half. <laughs> I, I like, I wanted to, it wasn't cry, Randall Cobb cry and vomit. Yeah. The Randall Cobb moment hurt, but I mean, that was like, that was painful because it was like, we were close. We were on the precipice. That yeah. game was like, we are not even on the same planet as this guy in this team. Yeah. Like we are a literal laughing stock. I, I need so bad for Justin Fields to be the next like runner of the NFC North for the next 15 years. Like a little combo, like a little hybrid of Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. Yeah. I need it. Like I need air to breathe. I know you and I know me. We would be absolutely unbearable on the uh, insufferable like, Un- insufferable yeah. oh. Packers fans will just be pointing back at their fucking chills. two Super Bowls that they won with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers combined I don't care because if Justin Fields runs and, the NFC North for the next 15 years and guess again, what insufferable if we if if he's really good for the next you know five ten years and he's our QB one when we get into our new turf stadium and he just continues to run all over the league. Whoo! We're getting so far trouble. ahead, man. We're getting so far ahead. But let's again, let's focus on what's going on right now. I think training camp has been great, and you know, it it is nice to not have all the distractions that the Packers have had. And the Packers did it to themselves when it came to their relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I. I you just. You hate to see the Packers just continue to make mistake after ma- mistake when it comes to dealing with franchise they, players. They, they've literally done the opposite of what everyone with the Hall of... I mean, except the Patriots, because they have Belichick. Everyone with a Hall of Fame talent quarterback just gives in to their every demand. Mm-hmm. 
and they just win. They still win. Like I don't get they they basically are just just shut the door on on Aaron fucking Rodgers. Yeah. And it's like you won't even listen. Like he's not saying final like he even said it. Not final say in anything. Mm-hmm. Use me. Listen to my thoughts and opinions. Gauge my perspective. He even said that Green Bay isn't a vacation spot and people yeah, only want to come there to come play with him. I mean, we need to have Joe put out the t-shirts like 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 no one says they want to go to Cleveland on vacation. Green Bay isn't a vacation spot. Print the t-shirts. Print the obvious shirts. Print the t-shirts. Brother. Come on, Joe. Come um, all right. Um, any other thing on the Bears? Josh oh, is Oh, no. What? Why I was just we... DM'd a picture of John Lester in a Cardinals uniform. Oh, boy. We're going to get to baseball here in a hot second. But I do want to say, if you're wondering, if you're listening and you're wondering where Josh is, yeah, his internet is just really fucking up and he is just not going to join us. I wish we would have started. I wish now we would have started with the MLB stuff because, uh, yeah. And obviously we said we were going to be fast and here we are 44 minutes in. So this this was going to be a long one. It is what it is, man. Um, So, yeah, let's... Uh, I guess we're going to transition to the MLB trade deadline. Um, before I guess before we really transition, I said my piece on Cubs on Tap the other day about Rizzo and and, and with Brian and, and and Baez. So if you if you listen to the show, you probably listen to that show too. So you probably already know how I feel. But I'm going to let Tommy take the floor here and you know say his his piece um, and his his pain. We've been if you've been waiting 45 minutes for this, uh, well here you go. So I'm going to use an analogy here and kind of personify my feelings like, you know, the talking, it's like, it's like if you're in a relationship with a girl or a guy or, you know, a significant other, you know, and you're in the talking stages and, you know, in, in, in 13, 14 with the drafts and you see them in the minors and 15 happens you get ramped up and it's like, finally ask him like, do you want to be? want to be my girlfriend they're like fuck Mm. yeah fuck yes i want to be your girlfriend hell yeah and everything's going fantastic it is going absolutely fantastic and 2015 happens you you, we beat the cardinals you know with a bunch of kids on the field upset them and you know obviously 16 happens no need to explain there and everything's just sunshine and roses man it is absolutely beautiful you think you're gonna marry this girl gonna start a family you're gonna live you know live life happily ever after nothing ever bad nothing bad's ever gonna happen in 17 you know we played pretty good we we are right nlcs appearance did pretty good and the boys are rocking and 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 you made some new friends along the way and your relationship's still buzzing you know, and then you know 18 happened and you know some you kind of get some cold shoulder vibes a little bit but you're like yeah probably nothing right Probably nothing. Just so, a just like a like a stick in the road. Or just whatever. a little, just a little lull. Just a little yeah. lull. You know, we'll 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 a bust bump in the road. I mean, we'll, we'll overcome this obstacle and be just fine. We'll keep on cruising this relationship. We're gonna we're gonna make it to the end, man. Mm-hmm. And the nineteen happened, and you know, you, you lose your snap streak, and the good morning <laughs> texts don't happen anymore, and you're, you're not sleeping together every night. And then 20 happened and you're like, fuck, are they not into me anymore? 
do they not want to be with me anymore? And then 20 to one, 21 happens. You're like, you know what? This isn't going to end well. You know it's not going to end well. You think, oh, maybe we'll salvage something here, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna last. Maybe we'll create some new memories, but it's not gonna end well. And then the breakup happens, and you know, you send the text or they send the text, and all those feelings, those high school goggles, you know, all the memories of all the good times, and you know, everything that happened, and they they come rushing back. They come flooded back, and and you're filled with with pain and sadness and regret and and jealousy and and and, and hatred and and it's just you, you just want it to to be over and finished and you also want it to go back to where it was like in the beginning but you can't it happened and it's over and you have to accept it but you knew it was going to happen but you still feel that way you know you don't regret really anything that happened those memories last forever but you still you still have those memories to 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 lean back on and you would be forever thankful for those memories but the pain is still there and that's how i felt about this team we all had in our purview um and we talked about it when we started the podcast we're like look you know at least from my point of view yeah we're probably going to retain one or two of these guys and obviously that opportunity still Still happens. It's still possible in the open market, but who knows? But to get gutted like this, when that was really the one way it was going to happen, realistically, you know, again, minus maybe keeping one or two, hurt. It hurt. That team. I think is the most important championship team besides maybe the, 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 the bulls because they just changed the game of basketball and marketing and sports, but to, to to baseball, they most important team in the history of the sport. And those guys will be legends forever, but I do want all the people and, and I'll, I'll I'll get to the the downside of the internet stuff here in a sec too. But those guys are going; they'll be legends forever because they got the one. The continuous group of guys coming up will be legends because they got the rest of them. You just got to believe in the guys that are going to come up and, and believe in Jed. That's the only way. You can't shit on Jed. Not now. You can shit on Tom Ricketts, and that's all justified. But believe in the the guys and the miners believe in the guys on the field believe in jet and jet hoyer that is our only option um as far as the people on the internet that were attacking me saying i know joe kilgon yelled at me because i uh, he's yelling at me about the white Sox trade um yeah he didn't like that trade and i'm like well one i'm not in the front office he, he his point was there were better rumored uh returns for jed hoyer and then you don't trade someone to your rival one that's not going to affect us this year and it's not going to affect us next year even if kimbrell resigns in terms of Kimbrel being option. on the white Sox, yeah he so he option. has the buyout and then the option which i don't get why the white Sox wouldn't pick that up but, but what anyway besides the point um but we got nick madrigal who, if he develops properly, guess what? We got our leadoff guy. We got a guy who's going to, we can bat first or seventh 
which are the highest the places you really want the highest OBP, and and guy with the bat that won't strike the fuck out. Yeah, and we got him at second base. And guess what? Guess what? If him and Horner aren't the double play tandem, which sideline real quick the Horner goal thing that obviously came up with beautiful. <laughs> If that doesn't work out, guess what? We got Ed Howard, Christian Hernandez, uh, Orciaga. We got guys. We got guys. We are now supplemented in the middle of our field. It's going to be okay. And I get why people were yelling at me. You know, but look, I I've been through the mud. We're in the mud for for so long. We're glued to our TV on WGN, on Fox Sports Network, on fucking CSN. When Brian Lahare was an all star, mm. and we were dog shit. We were there when Deanna Navarro was our hope with a three-homer game. We were there for that. We're, we'll be through this. We lived through the we we survived the lows. We we thrived through the highs, and we will continue on with 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 Rafael Ortega and all his success. Yeah. We're gonna be just fine. It's gonna I, suck, but it will be fine. Right. I I'm gonna pull you here for a second, and I'm going to say that I was right in terms of everyone Mm -hmm. being pissed off about the returns that the Cubs were going to get. And I'm saying that I'm right because the market value just after the pandemic and the fact that no one, no one, and maybe, maybe you can argue the Jose Barrios trade, but no one really got a giant haul that is going to affect a franchise long-term, perhaps like the Quintana one did to the Cubs. No one. And it, the reason being is that teams look at prospects or value prospects at a whole different level now mm-hmm. after seeing how teams have built their franchises like Be- the Cubs and like how the Cubs. like like the Cubs, like the, the Astros, Astros. Yep. and the White Sox, who basically took a book like a play out of the, the Cubs the blueprint. book. Yep. The blueprint, yes. You know, other teams that have done that. The Blue Jays, <laughs> the A's, um, in, you know, in, the, the Red Sox even. Plus, you know? what, and, and, and I'm going to let you continue, but a big factor, a big factor on a lot of these prospects that got traded was because the CBA is going to change after this year. And the biggest point of contention in negotiations between the MLBPA and Major League Baseball is going to be service time. Oh, yeah. They, there's there are suspicions that it may go from the six six plus meaning like you have to like you can get called up on April 10th and you get there for seven years as opposed to get being called up on April 1st you're there for six that's what I mean by that it yeah. could change to fucking five so that yeah. will affect small market teams control players and obviously you know everyone everyone alike um, so that was a major factor you saw it a lot with the Udarvis trade too a little bit. Um, with the, we got a bunch of teenagers, yep. but again, that, that plays a factor in, in our return. Obviously the, the market value, look, I, I, I didn't love everything. Yeah. My dick was a little deflated when I found out we weren't getting Lamont Wade and Joey Bart. Yeah. I was like, that, oh, I was like, oh, that would have been cool. That was that like that's the kind of haul that I thought the Cubs would get for Kimbrel. Yeah. But then for five minutes, I thought we're getting for Chris but, Bryant. Turns out it was not yeah. close. So and, and, that and blue can, check mark is in the shadow realm. We can go over those, but uh, in, in a sec here. But I do. I just want to reiterate. I I'm also sad. 
Yeah. I'm also a very sad person. I will continue to be sad for a very long time. I, yeah. th- those guys, look, I'm not a religious man by any means. Those guys were as close to believing in God than I ever got. And it was a bunch of guys that just played baseball. <laughs> so it means an incredible amount to me. I literally uprooted my life and a big part of it was because of the Chicago fucking Cubs. And I think you could probably say part of that's the same for you as well. Is yeah. that the impact they have on my life is so significant that I would uproot my life and move just to be a part of whatever was happening in the city of Chicago on the north side at Wrigley Field. But again, we, we, we the only choice I have is to believe. And honestly, like if I didn't know Dom, I don't know what my perspective would have been. Mm-hmm. But seeing how he's so almost unnecessarily positive sometimes... <laughs> has given me that point of view now. And yeah. it's like, look, this was painful, but necessary. And in the long run, it's what's best for the organization. And the fan base is loud enough that Tom Ricketts will listen. I'm not yeah. saying we need to spend the savings account next season. I think no. maybe a guy next year, a guy year after that potentially. But as soon as the Hayward contract comes up, who is now 37.8% of our payroll, by the way, not that I did the math, but I fucking did. <laughs> when he's gone, we'll be back and we'll continue to be back and we'll have dudes. Yeah. You just got to okay. believe. To, I guess, reiterate with you here, um, to me, you, the way you explained the relationship with the Cubs and fan base you know for those six seven years whatever it was it was like they were like your girlfriend and you know you explained it perfectly and you know the biggest thing and i'm i'm gonna be mad about this for a while this is this is the biggest thing that i'm mad about it's that the cubs did not find a way to get chris bryan or anthony rizzo in the lineup or not even just lineup, yeah. but just an appearance in the game the day that rizzo oh, got traded and that, then the next day when oh. you knew that they were going to trade chris bryant the fact that they didn't get them in the game at all flew his all. ass flew his ass to washington from chicago to make him fly yeah <laughs> just like, but the image of him in the dugout not the video the video is gut-wrenching both of them right. where he gets traded and then him looking at Wrigley is, you know, and, and dugout in uniform, but him standing in the hole waiting to go on deck while Jason Hayward, of course, gets the final out ten the game is just yeah. like, why did it have to be that? Why did it have to come to this? It this shit could have happened up everything. Yeah. This, this shit could have happened three batters earlier. Just go KB Rizzo. That was fucking whoever like, else. Not the not that Cubs fans leave games early, which I know some do, but like when you if the Cubs are getting blown out in the ninth inning, you still see a handful of fans yep. still at the game. But and that game in particular, most of the crowd was still there. At and least guess from what? what I could see on the stream that I was watching it work. Yeah. Oh yeah. The people were there to see Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo one more time, and, and the and, Cubs didn't give it to and, them. And, and that is a slap in the face extend, to the fans. Extend your point, because me and you were these people for so long. Guess what? Maybe, what if that was the one day a year or the first time you've ever got to go to Wrigley Field, and you're like, man, it's, you know, I know what's happening, and it's their last game. I just, <laughs> just spent... You know, half my paycheck on these tickets and for the food and parking. 
and it's going to be the the one day a year we get to celebrate in person being a Cubs fan at at Wrigley Field, mm. at one of the most historic places in the country. An actual landmark. And you don't get to watch two legends of the game and legends of your team play because it was a scheduled off day. Quote, unquote. And they'll, more than likely, they'll never wear that uniform again. Yeah. That, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, that's what made me the most mad. Like, not the trade, the trade itself, because I prepared myself for it. Yep. Now, I will say I wasn't prepared for Rizzo because I really didn't think they're going to Yeah, we, I mean, we all kind of had speculation somebody was staying. Right. Well, you know, leading up to it, they were in talks with the Red Sox, but then the Yankees come out of nowhere, right? Yep. Um, But we we were prepared for Javi, and we were prepared for, for Chris Bryant. Most notably, Chris Bryant. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't even know if the Cubs were going to be able to move Javi just based off, like, yep. his leaps and valleys. Fuck, we didn't know what about. the trade market value wasn't. He right. Got the and they got turn. a first-round pick. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. got a, like, I was really excited about getting a first-round pick for Got him. a story but, about him, by the way, but anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I might know what story you're talking about. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's a day that I don't think Cubs fans are going to ever forget. Mm-hmm. Because or or forgive, and, and 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 they shouldn't forgive. Nope. And to your point about Joe, like Joe, I you know I'm good friends with Joe, Joe Kilgallen, that Tommy you mentioned earlier. He is on the the wagon of you know we should not go to Wrigley, we should boycott all like the the because the Ricketts and all this stuff. Yeah. And in a sense, I agree with it. Especially, oh, I, I concur. Yeah, with that point of view. And I sure. again, I think we definitely agree. And but the reason that I'm giving, I'm I'm leaving some hope out is that there's still the off season. You can still re-sign Rizzo or Brian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can still find a way. Yeah. My, but my, the, let, let, let me finish. Yeah. But again, I don't blame people for being mad or sad, but at the end of the day, we do have to move on. We have to move on eventually. I'm not saying that you have to move on fully tomorrow. Even I, like even like I wrote for on tap, I wrote a, a, like a short article about Cody Hoyer's like first appearance as a cub. Like Mm -hmm. it was a perfect inning. He just pitched one inning. Like like, it was just something that helped me move on. I literally wrote it at 1130. Saturday night, like on a Saturday night, I wrote a freaking article about Cody fucking Hoyer. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it was just a little something to like help me move on. That's, I think that's the thing is like, eventually we have to move on. And the way that Joe kind of comes off, at least on social media, it's coming off that he's just never going to let this go that's... until, unless, unless they get to the off season and they maybe do something, but the... I could be completely wrong. And if, I don't know if Joe listens to this podcast, but if he, if you do, man, like, I think we agree with you in a sense, but at the same time, we have to move forward. You don't have to go to the games. You don't have to go to the games. You don't have to give Ricketts your money. But I think we like part of being a Cubs fan is just you're you ride or die with them no matter what. You're built for it. You're built, you're literally built differently than the rest of the league because when the Marlins or the fucking the fucking Rays or you know the Reds, the Brewers, all of them. All those small market teams, when those teams are not good, they literally are begging Pittsburgh. people to come. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yep. People, they are those franchises are begging fans to come out to the ballpark. That is just not how Cubs fandom works. Again, 
I don't blame you if you don't want to go to the games the rest of this year. But if the Cubs do some things in the offseason, mm-hmm. which they should because they're going to finally have some play, payroll flexibility, they can re-sign Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo or both and do more. And if and if it's a retool, like Jed Hoyer said, last like like in the in the winter when they traded you Darvish, then I'm holding out hope. Yep. And and the 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 two biggest things why I was like irked by what he was saying is because not everyone's from from Chicago. To my point before, going to Wrigley was not a weekend. Th- it was it was something you had to schedule months ahead. You had to fucking hope your parents would be down for it. It was a it, when we were dog shit. That was still like a religious experience to go the one time a year to Wrigley Field because we got to go to Wrigley. So don't tell people, don't spend your money. No. Go go experience Wrigley Field. Go experience Wrigleyville. Go experience the north side of Chicago. It's a beautiful thing in the summer. Best city, summer, summer city in the world. As far as trading to the White Sox because it might help them have success, fucking whatever. I You know, I, I used to hate, all, hate on the White Sox, but... but where I'm from, I if he if he would have been traded to the Cardinals if they were ahead in the division, I probably would have been pretty fucking hot. Yeah. But he's going to the White Sox. Who even if we didn't trade Kimbrell, guess what? They're probably gonna plow their way into the playoffs and have success in the playoffs. Whatever. I love right. the return. I know it wasn't Andrew Vaughn or you Gavin know Sheets. Jared Kelly or Gavin Sheets Jared or Kobeck or Crochet. I get it. I fucking know. Yeah, Guess Jake what? Berger. I know more about baseball more than a lot of people talking on the internet. I am a fully fucking aware of what we did and did not get. It's gonna be okay though. Again, the market dictates who gets what. And as far as there was rumored bigger returns, you think Jed Hoyer didn't take the biggest return possible? You think, oh well, Buster. There was rumors with out, the Dodgers, right? Like, but after they traded for yeah, Max they, Scherzer and everything, that offer probably went. Yeah, down. I was like, you think Jed Hoyer's gonna take? I was like, oh well, look, I know the Padres offered us C.J. Adrams, but I really want to piss off these Cubs fans. So yeah, I'll go ahead and trade him to the White Sox out of spite. Like fucking no, put, just I think be mad, biggest... be mad at Tom Ricketts, be mad yeah. at the situation, be mad that your feelings are hurt because they trade, like all of us are. I get it. I fucking get it. Should we have built this team like the Astros and si- like they signed Altuve and Bregman? Should we have done that with with, with Baez or, or Rizzo or, or, or Bryant? 100%. Pro- probably. Yeah. 100%. But guess what? <laughs> it's 2021, and we're sitting here with our dicks in our hands and our heart broken. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah it's... There's a and and this is this is just what Cubs Twitter is, man. Like people will just find any and all reasons to just like this show's called the sky's falling. Like, yeah, they and, will they and, will find all these reasons. Like, yeah, it's Tom, like I'm with you. It is a hundred percent most of Tom Ricketts' fault, and it all started in 2018, and it's and it came to Friday. Rafael Ortega. He hit a two-run shot. I was going to bring it up here in a Let's second, but it's a game. <laughs> We're celebrating Rafael Please. Ortega. He's go. He's becoming a Cubs legend. Anyway, um, it all started in 2018, man, and it's all Tom Ricketts' fault. The only thing that I kind of understand with Joe is that in that last half hour of the deadline, when the Cubs still had Chris Bryant and they had traded everyone else away, 
I had talked myself in. I got yeah, up for did. the letdown that they were going to keep Chris Bryant, and it yep. was going to show him that, hey, we want you here. Hey, we're going to pay you whatever it takes. And that, like outside of the, them not getting a, their last at-bats so. as Cubs, <laughs> that was the next thing that really hurt me, was the you fact that the, I got up for that letdown. The guys over at the Yips podcast, so they tweeted out they have an inside source saying that the Cubs have stopped or halted trade talks and are close to an extension with Chris Bryant. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, look, okay, this is it's it's 100 bullshit, but like, yeah, fuck it, I'll I'll buy in. I'm like, I I'm bu- already getting I, roped in. I'm like, it's 2:35. I, I got trade so deadlines in, it, in 20 minutes. People, like, people were tweeting, you know, extend KB at 3 p.m. Extend yeah, KB I, at 3 yeah. p.m. And goddamn, I, I in my drafts, it literally, I have a draft that just says "fuck you" at Yip's podcast. I didn't tweet it because, <laughs> but because I was pissed. But yeah. that was so fucking funny. But yeah, you know, look, that's hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But yeah. but what people need to remember is, in eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, what were we doing? We were bitching about the consistency of everyone we traded away. Yeah. And we talked about are they worth an extension? My thing, you know, this is this is where this, like I know I bitched about those things, but when I look at it in the grand scheme, at the end of the day, I just don't think the Cubs front office and Tom Ricketts not allowing the front office in the grand scheme, they just did not build well around the Cub or around those three guys after the 2018 season. You know, after the 2018 season, Theo Epstein said the offense was broke. What did Tom Ricketts let him do? Sign Daniel fucking Descalso, and that was it. And they didn't make any major trades. Maybe maybe the fact that they didn't make any trades is on Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer. 2019, you make some nice moves. Well, and, and I guess they picked up the option on Cole Hamels after the 2018 season, mm-hmm. which until Cole Hamels got hurt in 2019 was a really nice turned out to be it was looking very nice he was worth that 20 million dollars or whatever it was yep. um 2019 season you trade a bag of balls and a washing machine for nick castellanos and he makes jed hoyer and theo epstein look like absolute geniuses has an ops over a thousand just just absolutely make gets like has the fans in love with him hell we're still in love with him people interact with ryan castellanos on twitter all the time yep and you're going to like fans who don't want to blame ownership or like they're going to look at me and tell me that Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer didn't want to keep him after that, yeah. the way that season ended, even though the offense was kind of dead at the end of the 19 season, but it sure as hell wasn't Nick Castellanos' yeah. fault. But so you have that. And then going into the 2019 off season, they didn't do anything but outside of just not re-signing Nick Castellanos. Like, Three consecutive off seasons, the Cubs didn't make any major changes. They didn't retool the roster. They didn't, you know, fix the holes. They didn't get any contact bats. I, another thing about the 2019 season we can blame about is fucking Juliana Zobrist because Ben Zobrist was out for most what of the 2019 a, what a season. Bitch. And then 2020, it's kind of a wash because like the pandemic and like no team was spending. Outside of the Dodgers, who freaking signed Mookie Betts in the middle of the pandemic itself sign and trade whatever and then you know and now we're here like 
to me, you just you you can't look at it and and tell me that all of that is on Jed Hoyer and Theo Epstein. There is like eighty five percent at least is on perspective wise. The Dodgers, who are similarly valued to the Cubs, Mm -hmm. have a payroll of two hundred and seventy six point nine million dollars. After they're the paying. Line, yeah. They're paying David. They're paying David Price thirty-one million dollars to come out of the bullpen. <laughs> He's like a the bullpen guy, yeah. And that's the thing. Like that's the big market teams, man. And they're they're going for. It. They're and trying to repeat. That, and that's what Garrett and I were talking about before. Is that's what that's how I want to view the Cubs as a team that. We'll yeah, we the luxury tax. You know, we'll, we we will overpay and we'll overpay for our mistakes. Most importantly, we'll fuck mm-hmm. up, we'll miss on guys, and guess what? We'll spend to to fix those mistakes. Well, the thing is, is like okay, we don't. The it was like Ricketts took Ricketts took uh, the pocket put the pocketbook away after 2018 when you Darvish yeah he had, he had the bad 2018 because mm-hmm. he was hurt and then Tyler Chatwood was trash as well. And then you look at Jason Hayward and that contract's not looking well. So Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer, they had some, they were on the, the hook for some bad moves, but they also had some good moves. They, had, they added Ben Zobris uh, that helped win the World Series. Obviously, they drafted well, and obviously, they made some really good trades. Yeah, I mean, like fuck Jake Arrieta, him. They, they took, a, took a chance and, and, on and Wade Davis, too. Like he was yeah, the best Davis, yeah. in baseball. And then, yeah. and obviously, John Lester was probably the best signing they ever made. But the, the thing is, is they, in those three seasons that I mentioned, the last three seasons, they didn't have to go out and spend a ton of money. They just needed mm-hmm. to make some changes, like make a trade, the, something, make, make the tweaks, yeah, make the tweaks, fix what you fucked up. And that's what Tom Ricketts didn't let them do is fix what they fucked up. That's that was the that the last three years. That's been the biggest thing is they that that Tom Ricketts didn't let Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer fix what they fucked up. It it sucks. And it pains me that this is how the core ends because this is not what they deserved. But it is what it is. And it It makes me so mad. When you think about it in those terms, I don't blame people for wanting to, quote unquote, boycotting the team the rest of the year. Tom Ricketts has to. He absolutely has to, especially with the team on the Mm -hmm. south side that is set up for the next five years. And and Tom Ricketts is the perfect example. He's probably leading the charge in – the owners not wanting to open open up their books to the public. He's got to yeah. be the one leading the way because that was the big thing in the pandemic because everyone was they're getting rid of minor league teams. They're underpaying minor league players. They're not wanting to pay guys out the full. Uh, they're deferring their contracts. Max Scherzer didn't get paid until he went to the Dodgers because the Nationals deferred the rest of his contract because they couldn't afford it because of the pandemic, supposedly. And they're paying Steven Strasburg a ton of money too. Well, yeah, but I mean, I th- but their their excuse was like, "Oh, the pandemic fucked us." Oh, okay. We're gonna defer the money because we can't. Mm. Something that the Cubs could have done with you, Darvish. And in in so, but I mean, again, that's open up that maybe maybe they did a lot of renovations. Mm. Maybe the debt that adds into it. The too. debt scared them. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna siphon money that was budgeted for paying player personnel and team staff mm-hmm. and we got to pay some bills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, I don't even really want to talk about 
the return. I mean, we've kind of talked about the Kimbrell trade, and I guess we can talk about it a little bit more because um, we we got to talk about the moves the White Sox made that's going to put their team <laughs> really honestly, it's going to set their team up very well for October. Um, but I guess to just kind of end Cubs talk is I like for for the market value for the guys that they had and for the market that was the tr- like the trade deadline market. I think the Cubs did very well. I think the Cubs are setting themselves up for a brighter future that will come sooner than what many people think. And that's with me believing that they're going to make moves in the winter. And I think that the Cubs are they're they're still they're they're going to be back if like they're really, really going to be back by 2023. I think by then. I think next year is I don't want to call it a transition year, but I do think it is a year that they will compete in and they will be in the division race because there's no one in the NL Central that is going to be a powerhouse unless the Brewers decide to decide to actually spend outside of Christian Yelich. But let's no one's talking about Christian Yelich not living up to his contract, but you know, whatever. Um and as long as they have those pitchers, Woodruff yeah, and Burns up for a while. And, yeah. and Peralta. They're gonna be good. But their offense is, is is still not very good. So I think that the Cubs can be in the race next year, barring them doing some stuff this winter. And I'm not asking for them to go out and spend $350 million on one player. I'm asking them Absolutely to not. Make, I'm asking them to make a bunch of Small moves that make sense. Looks like with the with, and we can transition to White Sox with the White Sox and Cubs trade for Kimbrel. It looks like the like Jed Hoyer is trying to put a contact heavy lineup out there. One of the things that we've talked about with the Cubs this year is that they strike out a fucking ton. Mm-hmm. You add Nick Madrigal at the top of the lineup next year. You got Nico Horner. You you got other guys if they decide to keep Matt Duffy. Those are high quality. Um, you know, contact bats. Are they going to hit homers? Hell fucking yep. no. But they, this winter, if they go and spend, re-sign Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo or both. Get a, get a, get a bu- it, popper. It makes sense. Yep. It makes sense. This team needed di- diversity. And in May, we saw it yep. until Matt Duffy went down. Matt Duffy was playing his, like mine, he was, he was playing way better than anyone ever expected in, in May. And like, April and May, honestly. So, you know, you you get that. You still have Wilson Contreras, and then Patrick Wisdom leads the NL the in year. homers. He's he's gonna be in the NL, in the Rookie of the Year chase. He's gonna be in the in the top three if he keeps this up. And you know, and we're we gonna got, see. Di- Dykeman's gonna probably gonna be called up. Yep, Dykeman's interesting. Chafin. He he, yep. he high average, pretty good OBP. Uh, shockingly low slugging, um, but with those rates and, and very low swinging miss percentage, very low strikeout percentage, which means line drive hitter, not a lot of power. He'll find the gaps. Yeah, fucking slide him in after Nick Madrigal. Well, second and third every he, game. Apparently, he hit like forty bombs at LSU, but in the minor leagues for the A's, yeah. he has turned into he, more of a He had like that 480-foot bomb, whatever that one highlight is, that they were in the 
college world series he hit that one that was like over the scoreboard and it was like <laughs> holy shit this guy's a monster um but yeah again i don't expect that guy to be here and be the best thing ever for the next five years but it, no. guess what a lot of the guys are gonna get if they're not great i think they'll be good enough for us to be competitive at least if mm-hmm. we do not sign a big name next year we'll be competitive and create traffic on the base pass and then you know in 2023 and 2024 when when hernandez and and all these other guys are ready and i think james triantos the guy we didn't get it in trade but it was a second round pick this year has that swing we got guys that are going to be available hopefully and again we'll be we'll be buyers in the market um i i talked to you about alice kander vizcaino from the yankees at work Love that guy. Thought that was a fantastic return. Um, I think we we're modeling our pitching prospects similar to the White Soxes. We're getting guys Power that arms. we're getting guys that are they throw the ball hard as fuck and they're all young as fuck. And, and they're developing that second and, and tertiary pitches and they're learning how to pitch and they they're Get learning the pitch how, lab. They're they're learning how to pitch they they got to be able to throw the ball in every count you got to be able to throw that three one curveball yeah. you can't go up against you can't go up against fucking aaron judge you can't go up against fucking paul goldsmith or nolan Arenado and throw a three one fastball you're, you're gonna get fucked in the butt you got to be able to throw that slide piece three one um but as far as you know and we we'll, we'll, i'm sure we'll get into the returns as as we go through here we still got two months left to baseball All right the the white Sox are at this point i mean They've won the division semantically. They haven't actually done it, but at this point, there's no can, way they're going to lose it. Yeah. The right now, the only thing they're dealing with is Carlos Rodon has a dead arm. I talked about this two months ago when I said Lance Lynn is going to have a dead arm. Guess what? Lance Lynn went through his dead arm phase. He skipped one start, came back, and he fucked. Yep. And Carlos Rodon, he was throwing 89 miles an hour. Guess what? We we're used to seeing flip those numbers. You're seeing 98 pumping gas. He's got a dead arm. Let him skip a start. Let him fucking figure, put him on the 10 day DL, skip two starts, come back, refresh, be ready to go. Cause he's they never can, pitched this many innings, right? No, so. absolutely not. So they right. can set up their rotation and get, they got, they got vets there that can handle the load. Mm-hmm. And they got obviously Eloy coming back and all these guys, good for them. Yeah. They can position themselves to really set up the rotation in a manner that is that is best for them for a five game series and they can figure out what formula works in that bullpen and by the way the formula is uh crochet Kopech, kimbrel Hendricks. that is the fucking formula you can throw in foster and those other guys too but if you can get through the first five innings of the game up one nothing see you later game's over yeah you guys are fucked i mean yeah plus to para I- I know Tapera struggled to start for them. He, in the first hitter he saw for the White Sox, he gave Shout up. Shout out Cody Hura getting out of another jam, by the way. Yeah. I We talked about this on Cubs on tap, and this is me transitioning back to the Cubs and White Sox deal. I mean, this is Chicago Sports Podcast. We got to talk about this deal. Trade is going to benefit both teams in the present, but I also, I also think that if Craig Kimbrell – does not win the World Series with the White Sox. I think the Cubs are going to quote unquote win this trade. I don't think it's going to look like what Eloy and Dylan Cease look like for the White Sox fans. No, no. But I do think Nick Madrigal fixes something that the Cubs have missed for a while. And I do think 
Cody Hoyer will be – he's going to be more than just a middle reliever. I think this is going to be a back-end guy, perhaps maybe a closer if they really like him enough. I don't know. I also don't know, and maybe you know more about him than I do, and if so, you can interrupt me. But, you know, we talk about all the time how the White Sox, they'll they'll take starters and start them in the bullpen, mm-hmm. and then the and then, then they'll make them a starter, a la Chris Sale, a la what they're probably going to do with Michael Kopech and Garrett Crochet. I don't know a lot about Cody Hoyer, but I know that he hasn't pitched a full major league season yet, so there's still a lot that the Cubs can decide with him. Um, and this is more on the Cubs side here with, with the trade. So do you know a, a lot about Cody Hoyer and what he projects to be? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a starter um, in, in, you know, in high school and college. Mm. He hasn't. He's been a reliever since 2019. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess if they really felt that his stuff can transition into pitching, throwing 90 to 110 pitches a game, I don't see why not. I, I think it's probably too late in his career for that. I think he's, he's like kind 25. of. 24-25. And by that, I mean, it's just he's conditioned his arm for three years to be a reliever. Just okay. go out, okay. gas I, it again, up, and, you know, I mean, I, I again, I, nothing's I, impossible, but I just right. don't think that's probably well, well, the, the way they're explaining it, it seems like he's probably going to be a reliever for the Cubs, and that's fine. Yeah. But as long as he's a back-end reliever, I think that you know that makes sense. Watching him and Manuel Rodriguez, Rodriguez was kind of a nobody coming into the year, yeah. and then Rodriguez, all he did was fuck people up in the minors, and he came yeah. up and he fucked up big leaguers. Yeah. Like he's that stuff good. a lot. He looked good. I mean, he, I don't think any Cubs fans legit watched that first game after the deadline, but Manny Rodriguez was like the one highlight of that game. <laughs> I, I watched that game, and it was like, this is going to be really morbid. It was like, if you've ever had a pet put down, mm. and you just look at their dead body afterwards, and just remember <laughs> all the good times you had, Yeah, which I've done but, that before, and it's just heartbreaking, that's what that game was like. <laughs> <laughs> and like the announcers yeah. didn't really want to address it that much. They were tentative to mm-hmm. dude. I watched all I did was watch the, I've, I've watched every Yankees, Mets and Giants game. Giants didn't even, I, he, Brian wasn't even at the field when they played. I watched their game yesterday. Yeah. It was all a great game, but while you're taking a shit, I was uh, looking at the Giants Twitter account and that's just, oh, Brian. yeah, I was doing that while I was on the toilet. He looks so he looks good, good in the Giants, the Giants jersey, man. Oh, so he handsome. Knows. Um, but I mean, as far as Cody Hewer goes, I love a reliever with three straight vowels in his name. I Sign hate how he spells things. his first name though. It's oh, like serial. Yeah, it's, it's serial no, killer vibes. No, it's not serial killer. It's your mom is a blonde girl from the burbs who doesn't <laughs> is doesn't have a job and relies solely on star, Starbucks as sustenance, oh, God, um, yeah. <laughs> and doesn't ever go out in public without. Uh, a tumbler and like 70 keychains. Uh, um, I guess that's that's fair too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been talking about the Cubs for like the last 45 minutes. So I do want to talk about the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that Josh isn't here because I'd love to get his reaction to this. Fuck his internet. Um, but you kind of mentioned about Kimbrell. He just really, I mean, if you got Craig Kimbrell and Liam Hendricks as your like eighth and ninth inning guys and in the postseason you know they're going to try and use those guys for multiple innings Mm -hmm. 
to go with Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon, and Lucas Giolito, and hell, even I mean Ryan Tapera. I know I mentioned the he In, had a he's given up a few homers or whatever, but like he's gonna be there. He's gonna be solid, and they already had a solid bullpen. They just need a couple extra ones because it's definitely the weak part of their team. Dude, they're if they score runs, which they should because they have a great offense. It's gonna be hard for any team to, yeah, like, they, to beat them. They, I mean, it. All signs are like look at look at their bullpen and look at the Brewers bullpen. What the Brewers don't have is a potent offense, but they're they have the, I would say the best pitching staff in baseball this year. Yeah. Um, and then going into that bullpen, I mean, you got Williams, Hader, uh, Suter, that fucking. Bitch boy has been playing okay this year. He's been he's going out and he he's I think he leads the league in uh relief appearances more than uh one inning. Um but again yeah, it's gonna I be still, lights out. especially don't... like when you have to face a team like mm -hmm. the Yankees or like the Red Sox, where that third time through the lineup, those guys have they they have success in the middle of the game because they've gotten at bats with pitchers. You get to throw a new arm out there that guess what also throws a hundred miles an hour with movement. Yeah. Keep them off their toes. Those are going to be that bullpen's going to help you win the games, not the seven nothing games. They're going to help you win the two to one games. Are you still talking about the Brewers bullpen? No, the White Sox. The White Sox. Okay, because you were talking about the Brewers and then yeah, I'm no, I'm just using that as a comp, as a comp. Yeah, like yeah, no, out. yeah, they're. I would. It's hard to say that they're the full-on favorites because again, and it, and I hate saying it like this because like that's what a lot of people said about the Cubs in sixteen, you know, because they ran away the division, blah blah blah. But like, no one in their division is good at all. Like the the Indians are barely five hundred. I would love. To, I just wish they got more games against Fuck. the Red Sox and the in the Astros and the Yankees. Sorry, if you just got walked off on. It's yeah, it's whatever. God, the Rafael Ortega game. Ended in a loss. That is what it Off is. Off Manuel Rodriguez. Shouldn't have been talking that shit. We just talked all that shit about Manuel Rodriguez. God damn. Is, there is where you miss Craig Kimbrell. But it is what it is. We don't care anymore. Wins and losses really do not mean anything the rest yep. of the year. Um, as far as other moves the White Sox made, uh, Cesar Hernandez, I guess he's got an option. He was traded to the – or he's traded from the Indians. I don't remember who the Sox sent. Um now, potentially, I guess the White Sox could pick up his option since they trade Nick Madrigal. I don't really know a lot about Cesar Hernandez, but all I know is that he's not bad and he fills a gap. They have yep. a hole there without Nick Madrigal. Um, so I think like for the, at least the rest of this year is a good move. I don't know about long-term, personally. Um, and then they got uh, Escobar from the D-backs, finally. That Bob Nightingale tweet finally lived, came up to – that finally lived through um, after like a month and a half. Um, who I was just more what more depth, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, overall, I think that they 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 might have won the deadline, man. They might have won the deadline. Um, we just you just don't know. Like you could we, you could say the Cubs won the deadline, but we just really we won't know until some of the some of those guys come up. So, um, yeah, I think that the Sox are they're going to be hard to beat in postseason. I, uh, I will say that much. They, they're and built. They're they're going to be built for success this year. I have, to, sure. I have to ask you a question now, and I asked Joe and Ron on the Cubs on Tap the other night. But are you going to root for Craig Kimbrell in the postseason? Yeah, I'm 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 rooting. 
Um, I mean, I, I'm rooting for every one of those guys that got traded. I mean, as far as oh, well, I know, guess I'm Ryan Tapero too. If now, okay, what if it's a Yankees, White Sox, ALCS, and a Mets, Giants, NLCS? Uh, probably rooting for the Giants, yeah. just because I hate the New York media. Yeah, they're they're acting like they just found a bunch of scrappers out of nowhere and are turning them into superstars. Go fuck yourselves, New York. You don't deserve yeah. these guys. Twenty-seven yeah. rings crowd. You don't deserve Rizzo. Go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> but I wish nothing but success. Like if those guys could hit one thousand the rest of the year, and then it's like. Giants, White Sox, World Series. Yeah. Like, good for you. And what the Giants are doing is unbelievable. They've, they're like second or third in MLB in home runs. Over half their home runs are, mul are multiple, have one or more runners on base. Yeah. They set a right. They, they are like the Cardinals in uh, 2013 when the Cardinals set the MLB record for batting average with runners in scoring position by like 70 points. That's what the Giants are doing. They're going to slaughter the the multiple home run, multiple RBI home run record by like 20. And it's just dumb luck. They have yeah. guys that are doing like nobodies and old crusty veterans that are going off. <laughs> and they're going to fall off the table next year. And that's what's going to happen. That's just how, how it's going to go. I already know. I'm telling you now. But again, well, I, want... I also feel like that sets up nicely for Chris Bryant because he could be like their next pillar, as we like to say, you know, like yeah. he could be the next guy that like is a guy that they build around, you know, I, I concur, especially I, I, with Longoria being gone. Uh, he's got one year after this year, but whatever. They don't give they a can shit. Put him in the outfield, man. Yeah, that's fine. Like that's the thing. So or first base. Um, We'll see. I still I'm holding out hope, man. I'm holding out hope. Um, as far as the White Sox, anything else, I don't have much except that I just think that I, if I'm a Sox fan right now, I just wish that we could just like, you know, uh, what is it? Sim. I wish I could just sim the rest of the games for them the rest of the year. If I'm a Sox fan, because they've done, they have proved everything to just be an absolute wagon in the regular season. Now all it all you have left now is to make sure you're healthy going into the postseason and make sure that you know your 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 key players are playing well. I know there's they still need Luis Robert. He's coming back soon, but like they are I mean it, it feels it, it's similar to Cubs in 2016. There were some fun games in the second half, but it was also like I remember we got to September and I was like, all right. Can we just sim these games? Like, do I do we have to watch? <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the big thing for the White Sox the rest of the year is just stay healthy and don't fucking. How Brayu keeps getting hit in the face. Got yeah. it again today. <laughs> the video of Tony Larusa running out of the dugout again. Anytime <laughs> I see him, whereas BPM is going to get a little too high. I'm like, dude, you could literally die. <laughs> doing this i didn't i mean i wasn't watching that game so i don't really know why he did that but like none of them were on purpose like it yeah. was either a one ring game or it's tied in the bases there's runners on base or the base right. the bases were loaded when he got hit today if you're a Sox fan you love it because it's like he's being there for his guys but at the same time it's like no one was like he was acting as if like they're out for blood yeah yeah 
But then also, Fermil Reyes and their media media said that like the White Sox better not fucking retaliate oh, yeah. or whatever. Just but then I guess the, the I guess the Indians have like hit White Sox players a few more. Welcome dark goddamn lives every time we play the fucking Brewers, man. Yeah, yeah. I will say when the Sox and the Brewers play a series in Milwaukee this past week, and when the White Sox, I think the Brewers took two of three. Mm-hmm. It was like they finally got a little bit of a taste of what we as Cubs fans had to go through, have had to go through the last couple of years. Well, they finally get a taste of like what it's going to be like to play meaningful baseball. And then just that the too. Brewers, the Brewers just being uh, like a bunch of nobody assholes being good at baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Like the most annoying freaking franchise in, in like baseball right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. They're, um, uh, any, what else? Anything else? No, we can go. We can go. We can, we can, we can go to our, our end segments here. Um, I feel well, bad. We, still have, we, we can, still have, we can have Josh on next week. So I want, I really want to dig into his thoughts, but yeah, I mean, his internet is shit. Right I mean, now. it's like that Chinese internet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like somebody didn't want to want to hear his point of views or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do, do we want to go over the Blackhawks trades real quick though? Yeah, for um, sure. I think th- is the big one. Uh, Mark. Andre yeah, so Fleury. it's Mark Mark Andre Fleury uh, from Golden Knights. Here's that situation. I'm just going to give the breakdown and I'll get my thoughts. So we traded him, um, and we were the on paper we gave um, them a whatever prospect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Golden Knights are in a very promiscuous cap situation to where they pretty much they could afford Mark Andre Fleury's contract but they would have no room to sign. They would be able to sign one mid-level player. That's it. By mm-hmm. getting rid of his contract, then they have the space to go get themselves. I think they have Lennon and they're liking it. They can go get themselves it. a couple, couple more guys that are formidable. Mm-hmm. The odd part is that prospect they sent back. So we got him for nothing. Okay. The problem was, is that he's older. He's like 37. Okay. If he would have decided to retire, Blackhawks probably would have been a little fucked. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, we've we've chosen, we got Seth Jones. And, and we and we got the guy from Downers Grove or whatever. We're gonna we're gonna ball up. We got we got a goalie who fits what we're needing. He he he's the top goalie against high danger shots, and we need that considering our defense has been shitty. We've attacked. We've got two really good defensemen to help out with that. Obviously, with Seth Jones, one of the best in the league. But if we don't sign him, it's like, okay, we'll have to get another goalie and it's going to be shaky. Hmm. He decides to sign and he's going to play, which basically means rebuilds off. We're saying, fuck it. We're going to ball out with Taves and Kane and Jones and, and Mark Andre's player and hope for the fucking best this year and next year with Kane and Taves under contract for the next two years. See what happens. Yeah. Rebuilds off. We'll worry about the future when the future gets here. It's wild because remember the social media post they put out literally like yeah. it was like a statement. They literally classic Blackhawks. Don't believe a word they say at any point ever. <laughs> like fucking ridiculous. Fucking yeah. ridiculous. It's like the Bulls saying they're going to get, they want to get, they want to get younger <laughs> and that we signed Dwayne Wade and Rajon yeah. Rondo. And yeah. fuck that all shit up. This even though we should have beat the Celtics in that series anyway. Besides the point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's it's classic Stan Bowman. Um, not that I hate the moves. I actually really like them. Like again, I don't. 
What about Zadorov? The trade they traded Zadorov. Um, I'm looking at the pit, the article for on on tap right now. They traded him, and uh, they also traded for a. Uh, Tyler Johnson. I, I know it was adorable. Oh, Tyler, yeah, Tyler Johnson's – I don't – I mean – All right, I guess they got a 20, 2022 third-round pick for Zadorov. Um, so I guess that's for the future. But the Tyler Johnson, they he can play now. Sorry, yeah, everyone so, knows I'm not a Blackhawks guy. So <laughs> the, the Tyler Johnson thing, like, all I know is that he's pretty good on, like, the video game. Um, and from what <laughs> I've seen on Twitter is, like, that is um, – that's like he's like okay in real life like he's not great um but whatever you know i saw the tyler johnson thing and i thought it was i got that notification i thought it was a bulls Mm. signed the point guard tyler johnson and i saw it was the blackhawks i was like oh no okay tyler johnson from hockey whatever you know solid (laughs) again they're just getting guys that know how to play winning hockey um don't know if they'll be big contributors uh as far as tyler johnson goes but we, we they're just going to try and win with Taves and Kane still here. They're getting, they're loading up with dudes. See what happens. All right. Um, what else? They signed, I can't pronounce his name. He played for the Oilers. Um, Kai, Kai, Kaiara, Kaiara, K H A I R A. That's his last name to a two year deal. Yeah, you know I think his about? his girlfriend lives in Downers Grove. It's from oh, okay. Downers Grove. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. I'm I'm just going through on tab the the Blackhawks version or the Blackhawks tab on 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 tab. There's so much stuff. Like literally, they the Blackhawks almost stole the sh- the trade deadline show. Man, like they made so many moves this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wish we would have kept the only one thing. I wish we would have kept Tinnestroza. We didn't. He signed elsewhere, but again, yeah, they're they're pushing all their chips in the table. Um, if they don't succeed this year, I mean, it, it'll not only look not great, it will look terrible, hmm. and we're gonna be fucking sitting with a bunch of dead cap with so-so players and just not even being playoff contenders. It like, will holy shit. It would literally be like. Like the Bulls with those, like in that same situation that you yep. said, like just just mediocrity and just not good yep. <laughs> and nothing to look forward to. So, I mean, Kirby Doc get it coming back next year. You got Taze coming back next year. Obviously, Patrick Kane's still really fucking good. I think there's, I think there's reason to believe, right? Oh, without a doubt. I, I, I right now I would suspect we are the third or fourteenth best team in the West. Um, as chalk as it is, and then we'll uh, divvy it up um, when playoff time comes around in March and April. Yeah. All right. Well, and this was another thing I was really excited to talk with Josh about because he's a big Blackhawks fan too, so I'd love to hear his thoughts. So hopefully his internet's back and we can talk a little bit more about the Blackhawks next week. Um, We are closing in on two hours, man. So do you want to do our cool and tough layman week in Shadow Realm like We'll list them off. Like I'll list mine. You can list yours and explain. You mean like we normally do, or just like, go do them all at once? Do them all at once. Yeah. Just yeah, you can do all your do yours all at once and explain them as you go. We'll we'll be we'll keep it tight, okay. tight. Um. So my cool and tough is Outer Banks season two. Um. Let's go. It came out on Friday. 
And, and this is part of like my 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 healing of the Cubs selling the team. Bro. Um <laughs> I watched all but the finale of Outer Banks yesterday with Cassidy. Yeah. We we still have things to unpack, but we just like we hadn't had a day to like just like do Chill. absolutely nothing yep. in like two or three weeks, man. Cause like we had Kyle's wedding a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Then last weekend we moved and like been going to work. She started a new job. Like finally we said fuck it yesterday and we just did nothing. No, despite how nice it was outside. Um, so anyway, yeah, we watched all but the finale of of Outer Banks season two. Watched the finale of the season. To this morning before we recorded the show and i must say that that show fucks man i fucking love i, that I show. remember you, you we may be able to go back and find the episodes where we talked about it because you i think you had said something along the lines of like tommy you're probably gonna make fun of me but the show outer banks is awesome or it might have been like a day before we recorded and i'm like cody i'm like cody i burned through the entire season in one <laughs> I'm all look, in. And like we talked about like, it at work. Like yeah. when I first got hired, I'm like, look at the release date. Yeah. Look yeah. at the release date. Let's go. Well, when when season one came out, I remember it um being like it's like an MTV style. Yeah, and like all teenager. Like the, yeah, the teenage yeah. like girls would like that show. Like that's how it kind of came off. That's my bread and like, butter it, though. It, it kind of blew up within just all genres of people or types mm-hmm. of people, whatever demographic. That's as soon as Big Cast started tweeting about it from Barstool Sports. As soon as <laughs> yeah. out, and I'm like, all right, I don't care Fuck anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, that's how big of an influence he has on the world. I I agree with you. Yeah. Um, my layman week is uh, Simone Biles slander, uh, specifically from Clay fucking Travis. So you can throw. Yeah, what did what did he say? Him. Matt saw Walsh is also soft as fuck. Um, Clay Travis tried to compare Simone Biles to Scottie Pippen, like sitting out in that one game where you know because he didn't get the last shot or whatever, and basically saying Simone Biles like quit on her, her team or whatever. Um. I'm not going to get too much into it just because like everyone knows why Simone Biles like kind of sat yeah. out the rest of the Olympics for her mental health and all this bullshit. Well, I'll add on to that when you're done. Go ahead. All I'm going to say is that there are people out there that actually listen to Clay fucking Travis and like stand him and believe him and think that his takes are good. And those fucking people are fucking brainwashed, brother. Like, like we live in a society that more and more people are talking about their mental health. They're talking about it's okay to not be okay, all this stuff. And then there's people like Clay fucking Travis, who is shit publicly shitting on her because the way he's spinning it is that she just quit on her team. And that is not what happened. And two people are too fucking dumb to actually go and look and watch the videos and all this and that. It's a goddamn shame that there are people like Clay Travis. I, I guess he's part of my shadow one, but I, there it's he's not even the only one. Like Matt Walsh is another one, but that's no surprise if you really know who Matt Walsh is. Um, you know, there there is a lot of people out there who who like are treating Simone Biles like she did the worst thing in the goddamn world, and it's like this fucking dumb dude. It's fucking dumb. So so any yeah, thoughts to to add on to that? Um. What her so hers is part of it was she has I think I'm gonna mispronounce this twistis twisties and it's where you get uh it's like 
when you stand up too quick, what's that called? Uh, I mean, when I stand up too quick, I just get dizzy. Yeah, what's that called though? I don't know the technical. Not term. inertia, but not amnesia. Uh, um, where you're like you <laughs> I, get scared when you stand up too quick. Um, but anyway, whatever this yeah. fucking this simple word that I can't find in my brain right now because I'm a big dummy. <laughs> yeah. It, when she's when you're flipping in the air, it's causing her to get dizzy, and it can cause mm-hmm. you to twist your neck. And if she, you do it enough, you'll fucking break your neck. Yeah. That's part of it. And she right. had symptoms of that, and that was attributing to her mental health status, as she explained after she withdrew. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's legit beyond just the scope of thinking she's not hardened mentally, which is also the incorrect way to think about it but i mean if you're that's your standpoint there was medical reasoning yeah now clay travis does this shit every chance he gets he takes the opposite stance of the general public gets click clicks and then i'll mm-hmm. put out a video of him on a beach spending his millions because of all the dumbasses that like and subscribe and click click on his shit yeah um so yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's been like that for the past two, three years. But you know, yeah. whatever. Sad. Well, he's also like, I mean, when you, it's not even just the mental health. I mean, she's a sexual assault victim because of that. The Larry uh, Nasser. Larry Nasser case, yep. you know, like she's been through a been lot. Through she's it. Twenty four, and she's like literally the greatest gymnast of all time. Like, just look at her record, Word. her accolades, and everything. Like, she doesn't have anything to prove to anyone anymore, man. Like, I don't blame her. This is what it is. Um. And my shadow realm comes to no surprise. Uh, I guess Clay Travis is part of it, but also Tom fucking Ricketts because the Cubs are in this position today because of Tom fucking Ricketts. Like I've literally said in the last hour, um, he can make up. He can he can get out of the shadow realm if he allows Jed Hoyer to make some moves this offseason. I'll just say that. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Guess what? Got like seven months to fucking stew over it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. You want to go through yours now? Yeah. So um, my cool and tough, obviously, we talked about it at, at length, but I would assume we'll go into the Bulls. That was just, uh, I mean, absolutely fantastic to see. It, it was salvaged our night, and hopefully it's uh, a lot of uh, good memories to come with that. Uh, Chicago Bulls uniform, drive by his high school every single day on my way to work. Love to see it proud of him uh can't wait to get his jersey when it is released um that cool and tough i was like was reading some stuff on nolan ryan came across this um seven players have been struck out by nolan ryan and have also had sons who grew up to be strike like be striked out by nolan ryan <laughs> that's just longevity so, for yeah, you right we there. got we got more <laughs> we got maori and bump wills don't know who that is. John and Dick Schofield, Hal and Brian McRae, uh, and then here are the big ones: Sandy and Roberto Alomar, okay, Bobby and Barry Bonds, oh, okay, yeah, Tito and Terry Francona, okay, and then Ken Griffey Senior and Junior. That's just fucking cool as shit. Nolan Ryan's a hard ass and a badass, best pitcher of all time. I'm assuming you saw this on Twitter. I think I saw this on Reddit. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, other cool and tough is 
as awesome as a move the Mets just made by getting Javi Baez, they are not signing Kumar Rocker, which means he either has three options. He can go back to Vanderbilt and a team like, I don't know, the Cubs can draft him next year, or he can play independent league baseball. Corn Belters, go sign him. <laughs> or he can just take the year off and get redrafted next year, but I want the Cubs to sign him. I wonder why they're not signing him. So he did not sign up for the when you get when you enter into the draft pool, you can sign up for the MRI scan option. Uh, when you do that, all your medical records become public for all 30 baseball teams. Mm-hmm. And if you're expected to go in the first two rounds, you do not go that route because you don't want everyone to see your medical records. You want to leave that between the team that draft you and have it either affect your signing bonus or not be signed. Yeah. So he passed like 90% of the doctors that they sent him through said he's healthy. Mm-hmm. All the doctors Vanderbilt. He's good. He's healthy. The one Mets doctor said he's not, he's got issues. Okay. He's got, or he's got, he's got a body that's built for issues down the road. Hmm. And so they allotted, I'm assuming they lowballed him like a tenth of what he's asking. He said, fuck off. And it doesn't look like they're coming to an agreement. Wow. So future That's Cub, a first round pick too. In future that, Cub, that Kumar Rocker, baby. Again, wow. we can't sign him. He's not a free agent. He's got to do whatever he's going to do with a t- team next year, take the year off and come back and be drafted again. Uh, my layman week, New York media. Fuck you guys. Again, I talked about it. They act like they just find these diamonds in the rough, turning them into all-stars. Those the, those players were my pride and joy. Um, and it's just so funny seeing Yankee Twitter and that's where extend him. Like we haven't yeah. had that conversation. Uh, Shadow Realm 2. <laughs> Teenagers, fuck yourselves. All of you. <laughs> I saw Twitter talking about Olivia uh what's olivia rodriguez the pop singer or was it olivia olivia rodrigo the name sounds familiar sure i don't know yeah Yeah. saying emo music is back with olivia rodrigo as if we didn't like are you kidding me (laughs) 90s teen and early 2000 teen angst emo music that's my yeah. wheelhouse, brother. Okay. Fuck yourselves. That ain't teen ink. Fuck, fuck you. Go listen to Blink 182 and Avril Lavigne if you want to listen to the OGs. Um, so, agree. teenagers again, Shadow Realm, fuck yourselves. <laughs> Don't yell at me. Um, and then the Cardinals. <laughs> Why? Because trading they for traded John, for Lester, John Lester, Lester for no yeah. goddamn reason. And J.A. Happ. Like yeah. they got, well, the, the John Lester is like, I assume they're doing it just in case they get hot. <laughs> I, but Dude, they, that's the spin zone on the Cubs right now because the Cardinals are just stuck in mediocrity. And uh, yeah, but I mean, they're signing John Lester. I mean, this has to be just a fuck you, right? To like the Cubs? To the Cubs. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think it's that. Dude. He's not I, pitching I that well stupid. with the Nationals. He was hardly but, pitching at all. And yeah. like he's going up. He's signed with the Cardinals, who have like a similar record to the Cubs. They ain't going anywhere. His right. contract's done at the end of the year. Probably going to retire. Yeah. What? <laughs> that makes no Just sense, to boost right? jersey sales, I guess. Maybe Probably. Cardinals legend officially, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. It is I haven't seen the picture, but all I'm gonna say is that 
as much as it sucks to see him in a Cardinals jersey, it it actually is just very fulfilling because while the Cubs have chosen their direction, what have the Cardinals done? They are paying Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt a ton of money and had expectations entering the season and they suck. And last I checked, they're nine and a half back in the central. They're not going to win the wild card because someone it's going to be two teams in the NL West that win the wild card. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's kind of, it's nice. It, it's like, cause I, as much as I want them to have a hundred loss season and like that will force them to just suck for a couple years. I mean, you know that they would eventually get really good players that would just look at destroy his face. my soul. He's got to be like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm showing Cody a picture of Lester being <laughs> interviewed in the Cardinals uniform. First of all, that's Mark McGuire. Oh, that looks God. just like Mark McGuire, too. Yeah, he's got to yeah. be like, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> let me hey, let me leave. He should just announce his retirement now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, again, I. In a sense, it's like quite funny because the car. I I would much rather be in the Cubs position right now than than the Cardinals if I'm a fan of whatever team. You know, I don't know. They got some dudes, man. They got some dudes. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think they're wasting without, away Paul Goldschmidt and without. I mean, Nolan if he Nolan turn, if he, if he can turn around, Tommy Edmond, Paul DeYoung gets healthy, turns it up. Dylan Carlson turns out to what he needs to be. Dylan, Tyler O'Neill plays Carlson the way he's has playing. Has been very good for them. I was and if they find someone better than Harrison Bader, they got Reyes and Hicks. If they stay healthy at the back end with Gallegos and Cabrera, if they come out to be the, their full potential, uh, they got Jack Flaherty. Uh, I mean, if they go get do their white man Cardinal Packer power to go get a couple white guys to pitch for him and turn into aces. We're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Next year, but not this year. Oh yeah. Not like, this there's going to no. be a lot. There, a lot has to like everything you just said, like a lot has to happen. Yeah. But I mean, we've seen it before we have. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow figure it out and are in the NLCS next year. I would not be surprised. Like they're going to do, they're going to sign. They're going to end up with Serger somehow is going to like, yeah. Fucking whatever, but that also kind of just puts them in the a similar like. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm not reading through the the guy. They're just all they need it. to do. All they've ever done is put themselves in a position to win eighty five to ninety games, and then hope to get hot in the playoffs. Every year they've won the World Series, the past yeah. three times has been or gone to the World Series or LCS. Like look look at the year they won the division in twenty fifteen. One hundred yeah. games, Cubs beat them. Right, they were they were a wild card team in eleven, wild card team in 06. Right, wild card. They won the division 04, Didn't they lost? Yeah, won the division thirteen. Lost. It's when they don't have expectations that they're good. It's when they just roll the dice, get hot at the end. Yeah, I don't know. I just like you're you're mentioning all those years like that are have been quite literally a while now, and the way that the game is going, like the way teams are building, like I don't know if the Cardinals can do it. I yeah, I mean, if DeYoung, if Goldschmidt plays better than he had and Arnold turns around offensively and DeYoung stays healthy, yeah. they're going to be legit, dude. I'm not saying sure. like, I'm not saying that like, look, I mean, next year it's probably going to be between the Brewers and them. It's probably going to be the Brewers again, you know, the way things are going. Yeah, perhaps. We'll see. 
I I want nothing but the worst for them. Trust me. For sure. For I sure. want I, nothing. You're but not despair. getting up. You're not getting up to be completely let down. I don't blame you for that, and I shouldn't either. I think I'm just really enjoying them just being stuck in mediocrity this year. Like that's where I'm at. I'm just really happy that they entered this season with expectations. We were really pissed off about the Nolan Arenado trade, and now he can opt out after the season if he really wants to. Like it makes me feel so much better about the Cubs. It really does. If he opts out and goes and signs with the Giants and then the Cubs resign Bryant, yeah, that'd be a great world. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Any other shower rounds? You good, man? You I'm good to go. Yeah, hard week for everybody. Hard week yeah. for everybody, but the Band-Aid is off. The vision is much more clear than it was for most. Mm. Just uh, if you don't want to watch, don't watch. Those of you that stuck around for the bad days, I know you're going to be watching anyway. Just yeah. enjoy it. Enjoy games like this where Ortega hits three home runs. Enjoy <laughs> shit like that. Enjoy Patrick Wisdom and in, in his comeuppance and just enjoy these young kids throwing gas out of the bullpen. Yeah. You know? No, you said it perfectly, man. Uh, tough times ahead, but brighter days ahead as well. Just going to take some time. And uh, again, there's still the offseason. I don't think it's going to be like 2012, 2014 to 2014 Cubs, I think this rebuild or retool, whatever you want to call it, is going to be much quicker than what many people think. So, um, yeah. Uh, with that said, uh, before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone this podcast is brought to you by ontapsportsnet.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody on tap. You can follow Tommy at official underscore T long um, and Josh at ontap Josh, uh, who again, I wish was here, um, but fuck his internet. Um, for everyone listening, Josh was kind of here for the first 30 minutes. Yeah, I have no idea how long his internet was out or not out because mm-hmm. he was just quiet and we were talking stuff that he doesn't really talk about too much, right? Yeah, so he may yeah. have not had connection for like the first half hour. We just didn't right. really know, right? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, anyway, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Skies Falling Pod and on Instagram at These Guys Falling Pod. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else, man. Just hope that the weather stays nice because when we get into the grueling winters and the bears start to fucking disappoint us and it just is shitty, you think about days or weekends like this one when it was absolutely beautiful. So enjoy what's rest of the summer, and uh, we'll be back next week. Also, surprise coming this week, actually probably tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a surprise podcast on Monday. So, uh, boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for that if you made it this far. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, you can close this out and we'll get out of here. Yeah. And real quick, I want to address the, 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 the Sean situation. Um, because I don't think you'll mind me making it public, but, um, he's just going through some stuff that he needs to take care of. Nothing, uh, life threatening. He's just got stuff that uh, is taking up his time and, and, and takes priority over this. Um, it's not the end of the road for him. He's still going to be a great friend of ours. Uh, I do suspect his return, uh, at some point, maybe in a different role. Um, but yeah, he's still going to be around just not as, as prominent as, uh, as he once was. And that's okay. Um, not going to hold anything against him. Still going to hang out with them all the time. Still going to be good buds, buds with them. Uh, still going to make fun of him on the internet. Um, <laughs> as far as that goes, and like I said, please enjoy the Cubs team. Well, at this point. Because if you can enjoy the bad days, it's going to make the good days even that much better. Hell yeah. I'm going to start. I'm going to, I'm going to start. Uh, I should get a 
Andrew Romine jersey. I didn't know he was like a hundred years old. <laughs> Cubs legend. They're like, oh, 37 year old rookie or 35 or the fuck. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> looks like, I mean, he looks young. Does he? He looks younger. Again, I didn't watch Friday or Saturday's game, and I only watched a little bit of this. Yeah, Boog Shambi, I don't think, has been on the call since the deadline. Really? Yeah, it's been uh, JD and company. But anyway, again, uh, love you guys. I don't know. I guess we just cheer for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay. Hell yeah. All right, fuck the Cardinals.